Hello and welcome to a Friday evening episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Penguins are finally back in action tonight. Uh, they play the Anaheim Ducks at 10 o'clock. Um, you know, there's no excuse for you guys not to stay up for this game. Um, it's a Friday night. Um, everyone goes to bed a lot later on a Friday night because it's the weekend. And of course, the Penguins will play Saturday night. At 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time against the San Jose Sharks. But very big back-to-back um, for the Penguins this weekend. They need to win both of these games to uh, you know keep pace with the Capitals. The Capitals lost um, yesterday against the Winnipeg Jets. They're actually uh, shut out by the Winnipeg Jets, believe it or not. That's pretty uh, pretty little, just a little bit embarrassing to be shut out by them. I'm not going to uh, harp on them too much. But also the Penguins just need wins. You know, losing four in a row. Um, you know, um, knock on wood, as I'm doing right now. Knock on wood, the Penguins have never lost five in a row under Mike Sullivan. Hopefully that does not start tonight. Uh, that would be really, really unfortunate. Uh, I believe Matt Murray is going to be starting in that. The Penguins, when they put out their uh, game day teaser this morning, it had Matt Murray coming out um, with a little short video. So I think he's going to get the start tonight. Tonight, and then they'll go to Tristan Jari tomorrow. But you know, I also could be dead wrong about that. They could flip flop them. It won't be the first time that I'm wrong about such a thing. Um, we should know probably more about that in the next 15 minutes, I should say. Probably while I was re- I'm recording this podcast, we should know. I think Sullivan speaks a couple hours before we, in the game if they don't have a morning skate. We also should get some injury news. We all know that Jerry McCann is a game-time decision for tonight. Usually, as I've said, it's about a 90-95% chance of playing. He went through a full uh, contact practice yesterday. He should be good to go if um, nothing if nothing bad comes up for his injury. So also there's a, there's a chance, I don't know if it's a good chance, that you know Brian Dumoulin and John Marino will be playing tonight. They both went through a full contact practice yesterday, as uh, me and uh, Chad were talking about. So it's really good news, and that's getting even really much closer now to playing. I'm hoping they can play tonight. Do I think that they're going to play? Me lean towards no. I, again, though, I could be very well be wrong. I think... Um, Marino would probably play before Dumoulin since I think they want to get Dumoulin maybe one more full contact practice. He's also been out for basically three months at this point. I think what you may likely see is I think they may not play these next two games in the back-to-back, but they'll play on Tuesday when they come home um, against the uh, Ottawa Senators because they play Buffalo on Thursday. So, And then, of course, the back-to-back next weekend with the Washington Capitals and the Carolina Hurricanes because next week weekend uh, starts their very brutal March schedule with all those Metro teams coming up. And, yeah, they're going to need everyone uh, lock and loaded because it, it gets pretty brutal. But, yeah, like I said, if I if I were a betting man, I think they, they may sit out tonight and tomorrow night's game, and I think they may play next week. But if not, uh, it would be really – it would be really, really great to have them back tonight if they if they do somehow play. Um, two big, top, awesome top four defensemen that gets the pairings back to normal with Brian Dumoulin player pairing with Chris Letang. It gets Jack Johnson down to the third pairing with Justin Schultz. And it gets Marcus Pedersen back to uh, playing with John Marino, which was a very, very good pairing um, before uh, Marino, of course, got hurt. But yeah, Marino very much ahead of schedule, already taking a full contact practice, not even three weeks after surgery. Goes with Rob Rossi of the Athletics Report, where he said on the Penultimate podcast that apparently he was told that it was going to be closer to three weeks. Looks like he hit that. They he nailed that one. So you know, kudos to Rob. Uh, really, it's really good news. That the Penguins are going to be getting back. Um, all the three of these injured players, and like I said yesterday, guys, Nick Bukestad is alive. Breaking news. Uh, I cannot believe. That Nick Bukestad returned to practice. I, you know, I, I was I had to believe it till I see it, and he's back in practice. No contact, but I think he's going to be clear for contact pretty soon. Um, probably when they get back on the road trip. I think um, if everything goes well, you can maybe see him back in game action in a week. But you know, that's a wait. Yeah, to believe it when you see it as well. Um, still, still, really great news on the four injured players. Um, 
If all the four of those guys come back, it'll be just down to Zach Aston Reese, who's week to week, and then it'll just be Jake Ensel, folks. So we're almost down to just two Penguin injuries this season. Wow. Um, I cannot believe where the team is almost fully healthy. I mean, they're never going to be fully healthy, of course, be, be, thanks to Jake Ensel being out uh, for perhaps the remainder of the season, though they can get, they'll get Zach Aston Reese back at one point. And if they somehow don't get any more injuries, uh, they could be down only one player. So, yeah, yippee, everyone. The Penguins are getting that much closer to getting back their reinforcements. It's, it's just a really, really exciting time. But, yeah, other than that, you know, I've, been, I've just been trying to decide, you know, what to talk about today for the podcast since I already kind of previewed the game, the, the road trip as a whole, honestly, against the Ducks and the Sharks. Um, I think, yeah, you'll probably see old friend John Gibson tonight. I guess we'll just rehash it a little bit. John Gibson will probably be in net. Um, just, uh, I feel really bad for him. His numbers are definitely not good this season, but also the Ducks are one of the worst teams in the West. And yeah, they're just they're really, really bad, especially in their defensive zone. Um, I don't think Hampus Lindholm is playing tonight. I can actually check Eric Stevens' uh, Twitter. He covers the Ducks for the, uh, the Athletic if he... Um, He's going to uh, post it. He did not post anything because, of course, he did not. But, you know, you could also go to the Ducks Twitter as well. So uh, I can check I can check that real quick. And, of course, the Ducks, um, I've not officially confirmed it. But, you know, I think John Gibson will probably be in that tonight. If I'm wrong, you know, what, whatever. But the Ducks, they had their last game on Wednesday night. Uh, they played, they beat Edmonton 4-3 to in overtime. Uh, two goals came from uh, Sonny Milano, who was tri- dealt from the Blue Jackets to the Ducks, uh, right at, right uh, as the trade deadline happened. So, uh, you know, good for Sonny Milano. He just never seemed to fit in with the Blue Jackets. And, you know, they're, I mean, I'm honestly a little surprised that they dealt him because, well, otherwise, other than he didn't fit because, you know, the Jackets are just so banged up this season. I actually feel really feel bad uh, for Jackets fans just a little bit. Um, I know, you know the Penguins, we're not, we're not supposed to like the Blue Jackets, but, you know, I kind of think there's the Blue Jackets as like the big brother, little brother theme with the Penguins. Uh, the Penguins always just like to beat up on them. And the Jackets, they sometimes get a couple wins against them, but when it really matters, you know, big brother is going to rise up to the occasion and win. But anyways, I'm getting a little off track here. We're talking about the uh, the Blue Jackets. But yeah, good to see Sonny Milano get the two goals in the 4-3 win. Um, in the last 12 games, the Ducks, uh, you know, they've lost seven of their last 12. Uh, three of them are overtime losses. In their last 17 games, they've actually lost um, nine, nine of them. They're actually eight and nine if you count the uh, overtime losses, the regular losses. They're eight and nine in their last 17 games. So, you know, they're playing a little below 500. Um, the Penguins, um, they beat the Ducks early in the season, two to one. Uh, man, that was really, really early in the season. That was, uh, I think, when the Penguins were just playing all those uh, Western Conference teams. You guys remember, I mean, it's kind of weird that these are the last few games against the Western Conference for the Penguins for the rest of the season. Besides, of course, the Chicago Blackhawks. They have the Blackhawks one more time in the United Center, who they finally did beat. But um, the Penguins have struggled a little bit against the Ducks the past um couple of seasons. Uh, the, Duck, they've won three of the, the Ducks have won three of the last five meetings. Um... Uh, I was actually just reading the Ducks uh, preview page against them. Uh, Ryan Getzloff, he's played 19 games against the Penguins, 22.7 of those goals. Um, he also has actually been really, really good as of late. He has points in seven of his last um, eight games and 10 out of the last 12 games. So uh, in 10 of the last 12 games, four goals, 12 assists. That's against the Penguins. Uh, all this was actually against the Penguins. Seven of his last eight games, 10 of the last 12 games against the Penguins. And also... Um, Adam Henrique has been really good. So, like I said in the pre in the preview episode, a couple episodes back, definitely want to watch out for um, Henrique and Getzloff. Getzloff, 
even though he's a bit old, you know, who cares if he's a little bald? Uh, he can he can still bring it against the Penguins. So uh, just watch out for that. And then of course, you know, Adam Henrique has been really really good for the Ducks this season. I think he's top three um, in the team team lead for scoring. He's he's been that good. But yeah, still this is a game the Penguins should win. Um, I really don't um, see. I, I said this about the Kings too. I don't really want to jinx the team again. But yeah, this is a game the Penguins should they should win and they should win tomorrow night. These teams are really really bad. You know, you have four games remaining now against really crappy teams. Go get eight out of eight points. I mean, come on. Like, I mean, they played well enough to beat the Kings, but, you know, Cal Peterson, a third-string goalie, decided to stand on his head. And then, of course, we all know what happened with Jack Johnson. And I will get to Jack Johnson even more um, after this uh, commercial break. Adam Gretz um, actually had a really good thread that we'll get to for this podcast. <clears throat> all right, so, yeah, um, Adam Gretz, you know, who writes for Pro Hockey Talk, does some stuff for Pennsburg. Um, he had a really, really good thread about Jack Johnson and the Crystal Tank pairing, and you know, it's just, it's been, uh, it's of course, it's been really, really bad. So, um, basically, for this thread, he looked into stuff. I think he probably went on Natural Stat Trick. Uh, I don't think he went on Corsica. Rest in peace, Corsica, a little bit. I feel bad that uh, Manny does not uh, run the site anymore. But anyways, getting a little off track. So he looked up a couple things. So. There's 36 defensive pairings in this league that have played at least 500 minutes of even strength 5v5 hockey. You know, Doc Johnson, Chris Tang is obviously one of them because Brian Dumoulin has also been out for three months. So he ranked, he found out where they ranked in four pretty basic categories in goals per 60 minutes, goals against per 60 minutes, goal differential, and shot attempt differential. You know, simple goals and shots, like Adam says in the tweet, you know, there's nothing, you know, too like advanced stats about this. I know some people don't like advanced stats, but here is this. So of the 36 defensive pairings in a league that have played at least 500 minutes, they rank 25th in goals for per 60 minutes at even strength. That is awful. Goals against per 60 minutes. So, you know, preventing 32nd out of 36. Their goal differential, 34th out of 36. And their shot attempt differential, 34th out of 36. I'm sorry. That is truly Awful. And for the some reason, I do not know why Mike Sullivan has not gone away from that pairing. It does not make any sense to me. I, I, like Chad was telling me yesterday, you know, I think Rutherford has some a little bit to do with it, but I also feel like, you know, they don't want to admit that they were wrong about this. You can, you can literally just, um, I just, Ugh, it just does not make any sense to me. But but guys, it gets better because Adam even dug even more to the stats. So now 300 minutes, you know, this has been 86 pairings, uh, five on five, you know, same thing. So for goals for per 60 minutes, they rank 52nd out of 86. Goals against per 60 minutes, again, you know, preventing and all that. 82nd out of 86 defensive pairings. Goal differential, 74th. Shot attempt differential, 74th. Um, yeah, so to echo um, Adam's findings from Natural Statric and all the n- numbers based, um, is that good? No, that, that's not good. That's bad. Uh, that's very, very bad. He's Jack Johnson has killed Chris Letang for as long as he's been on the pairing. He's also killed Sidney Crosby. And it's pretty hard to tank Sidney Crosby's numbers considering how amazing Sidney Crosby's numbers are every season. I don't care you know, if you look at goals and assists. Um, if you look at the underlying numbers too, his possession is absolutely through the roof. Roof, he's five on five points per sixty goals per sixty minutes. You know, shot shot attempts rate per sixty minutes. Everything, everything for Sidney Crosby is usually great. Jack Johnson has helped tank that because oh yeah, who is the most common uh, line that him and Latang are out for against? Oh yeah, the Sidney Crosby line with Jason Zucker. 
yeah, well, he's getting top pairing minutes, so of course he's going to be out there. I don't know. I would love for them to try Yusuf Rikula on the top pairing. I would love for them to try Marcus Pedersen on the top pairing. And yeah, I know. I'm kind of rehashing what me and Chad talked about yesterday. But, you know, I wouldn't be doing this if Adam wouldn't have had an outstanding Twitter thread just now. Adam Gretz, you know, shout out to you, man. Uh, you, you do really, really good with these findings. Uh, um, you know, I think Natural Statric is honestly one of the um, the best sites out there for looking at underlying numbers. Um, you know, the, the good part is, like I've said, that Dumoulin and Marino are getting closer to returning. That's outstanding news. <laughs> the Penguins badly, and I mean badly, need that so that the pairings go back to normal. You can shelter Jack Johnson with his third pairing minutes because... Oh, yeah, he was a bit passable during that because, oh, yeah, he's going out against third and fourth line players. It's almost as if if you do that, he looks semi, you know, semi okay. We'll put it at that. That's that's a nice way, I guess, for uh, for me to say it. Um, Against top pairing competition, when you're playing 25, 26 minutes a night, it goes... Goes way down the hill. Um, I know, like I said, I know I sound like a broken record for it. But, you know, I just I had to get that out. Like I said, out of regrets, shout out to you for that. That was a really, really good um, thread about Jack Johnson. Um, you know, if, if they don't play tonight, which they very well may not, you know, I would love for them, like I said, to go to Rico or Pedersen with Latang, you know, move Johnson down with Schultz. And I know the Johnson-Schultz pairing blows. It, it sucked for the most of the time. But you know what? It's better than him with Chris Latang. You know, that, that's, that's for damn sure. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that uh, with you guys. I was um, in other news, you know, I was trying to get a little bit of a mailbag segment, but you know what? No one wanted to send me questions because um, you all stink. No, I'm kidding. You, I love you all, you guys that listen to this podcast. I did get um, one question uh, from one of our uh, regular listeners here. Um, Alan T. Yoder, he asked, if I'm going to a game by myself at PPG Paints Arena, should I spend more money to sit in the 100 level or go for the cheapest option? Okay, that's actually a pretty good question. Uh, my question, Alan, would be, first off, have you sat in the 100 section before? I know that may sound like a very stupid question, but, you know, some people don't um, like buying seats in the 100 um, level because, you know, some of them are too expensive. You know, some people like to buy the cheapest one available. So um, if you are if you haven't sat, like, here's my answer. If you haven't sat in the 100 level before, and I would very much suggest that you should, I would get the 100 level seat. It's a really, really good seat. I... You know, I actually, my, me personally, I know I'm not trying to brag here. I got somehow got free tickets from Sheets because I retweeted a tweet and they mailed me the tickets for the game. I sat in the 100 section for the first time at PPG Paints Arena. Um, this was around um, right before, right during Thanksgiving break, right as I got out for it. Um, beautiful seats, uh, diagonal, right behind the glass, um, just gorgeous. Um, I absolutely loved it. PPG Paints Arena, it's just it's such a beautiful arena and sitting in the 100 level, it's it's really good. You know, if you can get past some weird people being, you know, weird, I guess, uh, it's actually perfectly fine. But if you have sat at, in the 100 level before and you don't want to spend a lot of money because, of course, Penguins tickets are not cheap, <laughs> that's by any means, uh, just get the cheapest option. You know, there really is not a bad seat in PPG Paints Arena. Uh, if you just look around while you're inside it, I mean, I think, obviously, I think you've been there. Um, I'm guessing, I think, at this point, though. But if you've been there, you know, you look around the arena, you can go online and look at the different, you know, sections and the seats. Um, there's just, there's not a really a bad seat in that house. It's just a really, really well-built arena. You can basically see the play from anywhere. I remember my grandpa took me 2017. I saw the Penguins uh, come back 3-0 down against the Sabres. They ended up winning the game. I think with less than three minutes remaining in the third period, they uh, the Sabres blew the lead and the Penguins uh, 
think won the game. Uh, four three five three. They had an, they either had an empty netter or they didn't. I can't remember, but I know they got the fourth goal at least. But uh, I remember sitting pretty high up diagonal um, to behind the glass, and I could see everything. Uh, that was it was just that good of a seat. I mean, you know, I didn't have to use binoculars or anything like that. But yeah, like I said, there's really not a bad seat in PPJ Paints Arena. Um, you can basically see from anywhere. Like if you're just trying to save money, just get the cheapest one. But if you have not. Um, sat in the 100 level um, seating before. I definitely suggest it. Um, just get one ticket. Um, um, hopefully, it's not too too bad. Maybe you can go up against. A t- uh, maybe you can go next week against a team like the Senators, who are really really bad. And um, th- maybe the tickets won't be as expensive. Just don't go uh, to a game solo. Maybe against the Caps, because I think those tickets are going to be really really expensive. And also, as the schedule gets tougher now that we're getting into March with the Metro teams, the prices are only going to go up. Because oh yeah, it's basically almost playoff time. If you guys forget the Stanley Cup playoffs start in almost a month. <laughs> it's getting we're getting to the last quarter of the season now. So it's it's pretty crazy that I'm saying that we're almost. Where we're over three quarters of the way through this season, but yeah, that's my that's my uh, basically my long answer for that. Um, yeah, it's either option is good, but yeah, just yeah, that's that's uh, <laughs> I'm probably rambling and stuttering a little bit, but those that's uh, that's my thoughts on that. And all right, like I said, fresh news coming out of the break now for the Penguins as Mike Sullivan spoke to the media. Matt Murray is in goal tonight. Woohoo! Chalk that up for a hunter. He got that one. Uh, so no Brian Jimlin, John Marino, or Nick Bukestad. We knew Nick Bukestad wasn't going to play it because he wasn't cleared for contact yet. But um, yeah, no Jimlin or Marino tonight, and I probably would not expect them to play tomorrow night either. Um, like I said, they probably want to get both of them one more contact practice. I also remember... Um, Marino saying earlier in the week that I don't think he was going to play before the three-week minimum. I think the do- the doctors were telling him that. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, next week, guys, probably next Tuesday is, is the date that they have in mind. Um, the Penguins will be back home. They'll get a raucous ovation when they return. Also, and it's like, people, you should be expected to beat these two teams even without them. But still, we're probably two games away at this point, everyone, from the defense being back to normal. Um, obviously, the Penguins will not practice tomorrow. Probably won't even have a morning skate tomorrow, if we're being fully honest with ourselves. So, yeah, don't expect them tomorrow. But, you know, still good news. It's okay that they're not playing tonight. And also, Jared McCann is still a game-time decision. We all know Mike Sullivan is never going to tip his hand on that. But um, this like segment, we'll go around, uh, check the scores a little bit. Uh, I just like to, like, I like to do that sometimes as it's a Friday, and there's really not much else to talk about. Uh, the Flyers and the Rangers, they have a massive home-and-home home this weekend. This is actually pretty big for the Penguins as, as regards to the standings. It's tied 1-1 now in the second period. Jesper Foss got the goal for the Rangers. Sean Couturier for the Flyers. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big home-and-home home series, especially for the Rangers. Um, they're actually two points out of a playoff spot. I cannot believe that I'm saying that with a quarter of the season left. Honestly, less than a quarter of the season left. The Rangers have been really, really good. I've been talking to one of my buddies who's a diehard Rangers fan, you know. It's probably the most fun that he's had as a Rangers fan, I could say, in probably a few years. The Rangers, of course, have missed the playoffs each of the last couple seasons. So, you know, it's good for the league, I think, when the Rangers are playing pretty good. And also, oh, yeah, they're doing most of this without Henrik Lundqvist, who um, is probably going to retire after this season, I would say. But, yeah, if the Flyers win this game at all, they'll leapfrog the Penguins for the time being. That's if, if, of course, the Penguins win tonight. Penguins still have a game in hand on them. So if the Flyers were to actually lose this game in regulation, which the Penguins probably should be rooting for, even though the Rangers would get two points, um, the Penguins would have two games in hand going into the game tonight. And if they were to win, they would still have a game in hand on the Flyers, and they'll be three points up on them. And also the Penguins, like I said, they would be two points behind the Capitals with another game in hand 
if they do end up beating the Ducks tonight. Also, around the Metropolitan Division, the Wild are up 2-0 right now on the Blue Jackets. Uh, kind of feel bad for the Blue Jackets at this point, everyone. Uh, that team is just, they're free-falling right now. The injuries have really, really caught up to them. I know they're in the playoff spot, but I don't know for how much more longer. Uh, it's it's going downhill a lot. I think, um, you know, of course, Seth Jones is going to be out for the rest of the regular season. He may be out for some of the playoffs. Um, they're just they're battling. They're just battling so many injuries right now. It's ridiculous. I could I, I I'd list them all, but I'd probably be here for another five minutes. Um, let's see what else. The Avalanche are beating the Hurricanes tonight. One nothing. Of course, Carolina's injuries with their goaltending, especially, are just really really um, it's bad. Uh, that's all I can really say about that. There are two points out. Of the playoffs as well. The Islanders do not play tonight. And also, it's funny how the Blue Jackets are in a playoff spot considering, oh, well, I know why. They have 14 overtime losses. So they've gotten 14 free points for losing. So even with their record, they're 31 and 34. And oh, yeah, they have a playoff spot. So yeah, that just goes to show sometimes the loser point is stupid. Well, honestly, most of the time the loser point is kind of stupid because a team that's 31 and 34, in my opinion, should not be a playoff team over a team like the Rangers, who are oh, 35 and 28. Um, with with those overtime losses and the Hurricanes who are thirty five and twenty seven, yeah, it's just that's just, that's stupid to me. Um, I, I, that's just there's there's just a limit. I think that's just that's dumb. But um, yeah, that's the most basically what's going on in the Metropolitan Division tonight. The other game today is the Sabers and the Golden Knights. Um, it's basically useless for the Penguins considering the Sabers are ten points out of the playoff picture. So yeah, I feel bad for Wayne Simmons that he went. To the Sabres and thinks he can lead them to a playoff spot um, because that's not going to happen. But yeah, the Ducks overall with those overtime losses, they're 25 and 38. Hoping the Penguins can get back on track tonight. Uh, they badly need a win uh, to stay pace in the Metropolitan Division. Like I said, they need to, um, you know, this is one of the really, really bad teams in the West. Uh, they're tied for the second to worst team uh, record in the West with the San Jose Sharks at both at 58 points. And oh yeah, uh, overall, overall, besides the Kings. And the Red Wings, who are just a lot of the Kings, the Red Wings, and the Senators, they have the, the tied for the fourth least amount of points in the league. These are especially with the Sharks. So you know, Penguins just got to take care of business. And you know, up until like the, this Buffalo game and the Kings game, the Penguins have been beating the bad team. So hopefully, you know, this little bug that it seems to be have caught by the Penguins gets over with, and the Penguins are able to take care of business tonight. But that'll be it for me today with Locked On Penguins. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I kind of rambled on about a bunch of stuff, but you know what? That's hard sometimes. There's not a lot of content to bring up. I um, hope you guys like the Jack Johnson segment as well. We'll be back on Monday. We'll decide, dissect the game against the Ducks. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. I'll be live tweeting the game. Follow Locked On Penguins at LO underscore Penguins. I'll maybe be live tweeting a part of that as well. Uh, maybe on that account, um, you know, we'll, like I said, we'll dissect the games on Monday, talk about how the Penguins played, see if they got a back-to-back uh, sweep of wins or, you know, if they split them or, so I hope to God, if they uh, somehow uh, lose both games, which would be really, really bad. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins, and we will be talk to you guys on Monday.